Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host Jared. I'm Edwina. And today we're continuing on Once More with Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today we are doing Season 2, Episode 19. I, I only have eyes for you. you. <laughs> uh, this episode first aired April 28th, 1998. Written by Marty Noxon and directed by James Whitmore Jr. Uh, Eddie. This is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan of the show, but... Jared has never watched the whole series, and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. Bullshit! <laughs> yeah, you really are trying. You're trying hard, baby, but uh, oh, these last two episodes, especially this one, was just such a bore. Oh, I could, uh, yeah. Not even, not, like... not even the last little scene. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, they're the only scenes I, I tend to like with Angel and Spike, uh, uh, you know, um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I really struggled with this one. Yeah, <laughs> I fell I know, asleep. You fell, okay, you did fall asleep twice. <laughs> yeah, and I just sort of, oh, oh what did I just miss? And rewatch it. And uh, um, I didn't watch it with you because it's end of financial year and I had to rush to get some work done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I was a bit busy. Yeah. Um, And I was like, oh, I've got to work. I can't can't do this. Um, and you, and I was like, well, maybe, maybe watch it another night. Cause I think you'd also had a pretty big day as well. Yeah. Well, I thought like you could watch it and podcast the next day, but we didn't. It's been a couple of days. We try to try to watch it the next, watch it then podcast the next day while it's fresh in our minds. But, uh, yeah, yeah it's a couple it of days between this one. It's yeah. been quite busy lately. Even we're a bit behind in our podcast mm. released as well. So. Yeah, well, as I said, I think my, my issues was it was end of financial year, so yeah. I had to get everything done in a very short span mm. of time. For year 21, in case you're wondering, <laughs> when yeah. you're listening to this. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I struggled, yeah. really struggled with this one, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot going on, but there was one sort of revelation, I think, with, uh, with uh, Schneider acknowledging the Hellmouth. Uh, yes, yes, and bringing up the mayor. Yeah. The mayor is brought up. Yeah. Um, and Who's the mayor? Well, he will perhaps become a very important part of season three. Ooh, all right. Watch out for that one, eh? Yes. Uh, you know, this. to be fair, I, I, I actually really like this episode. <laughs> I'm shaking um, my head. I, I think know. I have a little bit of nostalgia for it as well. So when this aired back way back in the day, I remember they teased that, that you know, the Buffy Angel kiss. Yeah. That was in like the trailer for next week, you know, sort of the next Ooh. week on Buffy, and they showed that. Oh, I remember being like, "Oh, we're gonna get back. We're gonna, we're gonna get, we get, we get Angel back. We get Angel back." Nah. No, <laughs> no, not even close. Not even close. Um, do you want to do? Ah, uh, yeah, the, yep, I'll do it. Yep, let's the, uh, let's get it out the way. That what do we call it? Synopsis. Synopsis. It's not really a, no uh, summary. 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 All right, summary. Let's, get the, let's get the summary out the way. Uh, this episode begins when Buffy stops a male student from shooting a female. Or oh, doesn't start there, does it? No, it starts with Angie Hart singing. Oh, okay. I will the mention that later. I feel. <laughs> uh, all right, we have the opening scene of that at the at the at the what do you call it? The uh, bound, no, uh, what's it called? It's at the bronze. The bronze. The bronze. Yeah. So um, this episode. Buffy's, Buffy's reject rejects a boy. Yeah. Who will we never see again? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's not a new love interest. No. 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 Uh, then Buffy stops a male student from shooting a female student. Afterwards, they have no recollection of why they were arguing and a gun disappears. Principal Schneider blames Buffy for the incident. While waiting in his office, a yearbook from 1955 falls off the shelf. 
In class later that day, Buffy starts daydreaming about a relationship that a student had with his teacher. As she comes back to the present, she finds that the teacher has unknowingly written, Don't walk away walk from me, bitch, on the blackboard, a line that the male student had shouted. Later, Xander is grabbed by a monster's arm from inside his locker. Buffy helps him break away, but the arm then disappears. Giles is intrigued by the possible presence of a poltergeist. Later that night, Giles sees the janitor shoot a teacher, though only moments earlier were friendly. <laughs> Giles is convinced that Jenny Callender is haunting the school. Willow finds information about a killing in 1955 where student James Stanley killed his teacher, Grace Newman, after she tried to break off their affair. In a cafeteria, chaos erupts as the food turns into snakes. Snakes. Outside, Schneider talks to the police chief about the incident and it is revealed that they know about the Hellmouth under the school. Drusilla gets a vision about Buffy being vulnerable. Willow devises a plan to contain the spirits and they head off to the school where they prepare, though Giles has already arrived and is trying to summon Jenny's spirit. Buffy hears music coming from the music room and sees Grace and James dancing there. James's face suddenly changes into a gory mess, starting, startling Buffy. Stop that. On the stairwell, Willow begins to sink into the floor and Giles saves her. Willow finally convinces them that the spirit is not Jenny. A swarm of wasps arrive and surrounds the school. Everyone recuperates at Buffy's while she continues to show her anger towards James. Buffy goes to the kitchen where she finds a sign for the 1955 Sandy Hawkins dance in her pocket as James' voice whispers, I need you. She heads to the school where the wasps part for her to enter. Willow finds the ad and everyone rushes after Buffy, but they cannot enter the school. Angelus appears in the hall as Buffy, now possessed by James, talks to him if he were Grace. They repeat the ghost's argument until, at the climax, Buffy pulls out a gun and shoots Angelus. He falls off the balcony as though dead. Buffy, still possessed by James, goes to the music hall where James plans to kill himself. The possessed Angelus arrives in time to stop Buffy pulling the trigger. They exchange apologies and kiss. The spirits leave their bodies and are finally finding peace. Buffy and Jealous break away from the kiss and Angelus, disgusted at what he's been doing, pushes Buffy away and flees. Angelus and Drusilla leave Spike after Angelus taunts him and Spike breaks free from his wheelchair after the end. All right, Eddie. All right, yeah, so I think there's a lot more to this episode than what you're kind of seeing on the – you're taking a real surface look at this, this yeah, episode. Yeah, possibly. Um, what do you got for me, Eddie? Uh, I, I think this episode really should have come off straight after Passion. Like, mm-hmm. It works much better. Yeah, possibly. Um, but maybe they needed like a – what do you call like a breather episode? Well, that's probably what last week's was. Yeah, so I'm guessing that's that's what they – that's why they put Killed by Death in there, which it just didn't work. But they needed like a, a breather episode from, you know, to have a little bit of time pass. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, and you sort of see, see them still, still dealing with Jenny's death. Um, we even hear a little bit of her – a few bars of the yeah, Jenny song, the little, yeah. Yeah, and it's very sad and, um, you know, and at first it does feel like, you know, you, like we get a ghost. <laughs> mm, yeah. This is, yeah, this is a new monster. Yeah, <laughs> a ghost, those, yeah. Yep, yeah, going back into your typical 
horror movie. Yeah, it was doing a bit of the poltergeist, looking in the mirror and the disfigured face that did with uh, uh, Cordelia that time. Yeah. That one. Um, yeah. But, well, not just, but just the ghost theme in, in general. Mm, yeah. Um, and, you know, that the ghost trope, pretty much. Um, but this is really Buffy dealing over, sorry, this is, you know, it's really about Buffy dealing with her guilt over her, like what happened with her and Angel. Um, and, you know, you sort of see that they can, like when they're reenacting that moment, you, like it's sort of like, oh, that's what, this is what this episode is about. <laughs> yeah. Like once it gets But they that, switch sexes. She was yes. the boy and he was the girl. Um, but also, well, yeah, and it, like, and they do sort of do a little mislead into that. Um, and they were like, oh, but then she'll die because, you know, she'll be the one that, you know, but then they're like, oh, there's no one in there to to reenact it with them. And mm. then, so I have a feeling that James actually sent the vision to Drusilla to oh, send Angel oh, there. Yeah, okay, so to send him there. Yeah. I was wondering what he was doing. He just sort of walks up and, you know. He's having his own conversation with her and she's yeah. babbling on about that. He's like, yeah. huh, what? So I always I always read that James is manipulating the whole situation to try to get out of this purgatory that he's stuck in. Mm. And he's pretty pissed off about it. Mm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is um, kind of a clever little way of them, her dealing with her guilt on what happened, especially with what happened with Jenny and the consequences and – the fact that she needs to forgive herself. Yeah. Because um, you just see how angry she is with him. <laughs> with mm. James, yeah. 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 Um, uh, also, you see uh, that comes uh, will come up in the following episodes with Spike and the way that Angel, Angel just is constantly <laughs> badgering and at this stage you can kind of tell that him and – him and Drusilla, are, like Angel and Drusilla, are definitely having it off on the oh, side. Oh yeah! And uh, can we tone down the the uh, wheelchair jokes at all? Oh God, he's, <laughs> he's really laying into so him about it. Ableist, yeah, yeah, yeah really ableist. Um, yeah, he was. But everything he says to him is like, "Once you take a stand, or once you walk off, once you once you roll over there, you know, <laughs> yeah. every line is mouth." Is climb the stairs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much every single line he's... Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah, pretty much every line that he says to Spike is um, pretty much putting him down yeah. for being in the chair. Um, Did you say something about, all oh, this? we can get a good car park now or something? <laughs> yeah, no, that was in a previous was that episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but yeah, you can kind of see Spike... Has had enough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and he's he's jealous. Like he can see what's going on with him and like with Angel and mm. Drew. Yeah. Um, and some vampy vampy sex, huh? Yep. Their little thruple that they've got going on. <laughs> thruple. Thruple. Also in this episode we get Willow and Magic. Like this is the first time you see Willow use magic. It's where her the spark comes like all of a sudden she gets that interest and spark and um in the occult and stuff, yeah. Yeah, um and starts uh you know, doing spells, but also it's the first th- it's the first thing she goes to is, "Oh, let's do a spell." And that'll that'll become a reoccurring issue with Willow that she'll always 
go mm-hmm. to magic as the first option. Yeah. Instead of looking into other options. Yeah, yeah. Um I I also think this episode is really, really heavily influenced by the craft. The movie. Oh, you were the saying craft. that, yeah. So this came out a couple a couple of years after the craft. No, before. This came out before the craft. Oh sorry, no. The craft came out in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so so that's what I'm saying. It's very important. And you watched the remake the other day, didn't oh, you? Oh, God, it was awful. It was, that was so awful. bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. I couldn't. It was so woke. Like, they just kept doing this woke thing. It was, oh, God. Yeah. It was, It was. yeah, it was painful to watch. Mm. Yeah. I didn't realize it was, the, uh, it was a remake until I sort of clicked halfway through because I had the black girl with curly hair. I'm like, oh, hang on. Is this, is this a remake? Uh, I didn't even click. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Anyway. Right. Nothing. <laughs> but yeah, like with uh, so the you know distortions in the mirror, they do that in the craft. Well, I thought um, they were sort of leaning more into poltergeist. They are, but I'm saying like a lot of the haunting stuff um, that they do that happens in the school happens in the craft. Oh right. Like okay. The snakes. Yeah. 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 Like the the snakes. snakes everywhere. Uh, yeah. Snakes. What? What? What's with the snakes? I don't know. Well, what's with the locker mon- Loch Ness? The, lock- <laughs> the Loch Ness, Ness monster. monster. <laughs> no, a locker monster. A locker monster. Uh, yeah. Some pretty random things that were happening though. Yeah, and then um, and also like because they do that, like they do a triangle thing, and in the craft they do that, the calling the corners. Oh yeah, yeah. So the spell they cast is also very similar. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I have a feeling it might have been a slight influence. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, Just needed the Smith song to complete it. <laughs> yes. No, instead, uh, talking about songs. So we have... Um, special guest. Special guest, Angie Hart. Yes. Um, and it's not Frente on stage. No, not Frente. It's uh, her, her, well, at the time it was her new band called Splendid. Right. I don't remember them. No, neither do I. Um, no, but I was—I was a huge. I loved Frente when mm. I was a kid. Um, they were well. They were an Australian band, so they were—they were huge in Australia. Yeah, yeah, they were um, pretty big. And I think it was possibly the first tape. So I bought Marvin the album. I mm. bought on tape. It was wow. the first one. I saved up my pocket money and went and bought that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Um, and then, like, years later when I was at uni, I was at uni with the guitarist, Tom. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me that. And um, I, what you said, I don't see Angie anymore. <laughs> the first question you asked, you yeah, yeah. Frante. I don't, I don't talk to her anymore. No, so he'd been forced back into school because – or he'd been forced to go back to education, so right. to speak. Um, you know, threatened to cut off his Centrelink mm. pretty much. Um, because the Centrelink's being the welfare, uh, the the doll yep. payments, yeah, yeah. Um, because uh, they he was just living off, barely living off the right um royalties from Frente, but their biggest hit was a cover. Yeah. <laughs> so he said they they he just you made get bugger no off from that. Yeah, they get like five percent for that, and that's between five people or four people in the band or yeah. something. So that, um, that's. But yeah. yeah, he was there as an older student. But yeah, he's forced to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think he ended up getting a 
professional. I, I remember he quit because he couldn't couldn't keep up with the computers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a bit. Yeah, hadn't been on computer like never been on a computer before. Yeah, <laughs> he was a musician, but he always had really cool t-shirts. Mm. Like he had just had like he wore a different t-shirt every single day, and I once asked him about it, and it was because he. Like when they were touring and they were touring around all over the, all over the world, um, he was like, "Well, it was just cheaper to buy a new T-shirt <laughs> than to wash it, than to <laughs> than to use a laundry to use laundry services in oh easier and easier yeah. yeah. So he just said he used to just buy a new T-shirt wherever he went. So he but just then by the end of it, you got a whole suitcase full of T-shirts. Yeah, exactly. So and he said, "Well, there was no real." Limit so hmm, well okay. well he's well then I said to him but then don't you end up with like a huge amount of t-shirts he's like yeah and then eventually you get to a place where you can get some cheap laundry done <laughs> like it's you, you had to buy like he's in the places where it was really expensive you bought new t-shirts and yeah yeah anyway just a bit off topic yeah a little bit <laughs> um but yeah this won't be the first time we see Angie Hart in mm. the Buffy and uh, in the Whedon verse, I think too, because yeah, yeah, she was in, in Firefly. She's in Firefly. Where was she in Firefly? Um, she's one of the prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in Heart of Gold. Yeah, is that when they they got to hold off the the yeah, guys? So, yeah. So she sings. Um, does she actually act in it, or is she like she? I can't. I remember don't the... think she really. Act. She does do the singing. Yeah. She sings a song. She sings Amazing Grace, I think. Oh, okay. Did Josh have a bit of a thing for her maybe? Oh, yeah. Like in later seasons, like she writes whole, <laughs> like she gets like four or five songs or something. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. There's later episodes. She definitely has a... In Buffy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's in quite a few. Oh. Oh, well, they're, like she's definitely sings a lot at the bronze. <laughs> oh, she actually sings in the bronze a lot? Yeah. Oh, okay. Keep up, look out for that. Yeah, so look out for her because it won't be the last mm. time we see her. Um, and uh, can can I bring up something? The uh, so you got the male student having an affair with a female teacher. Ah, uh, yeah, I was actually going to bring that up. Um, in the whole episode, no one ever actually passes judgment on the fact that it's actually a really inappropriate relationship that they're having yeah yeah it's uh never even mentioned it's not not i mean okay he killed her oh, in the end which is terrible love. you know uh yeah i mean it's but i was if, like if it reverts to sex is on that and it's a lot creepier you know um but i think at the time it was just you know it's more acceptable well the social attitudes on that back then it's like uh you know let's go find this guy and give him his luckiest son of a bitch award you know <laughs> No, what was I think South Park? Yeah, that was what South Park. It was the mm, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, we don't think like that anymore now, do we? No, no. This is very yeah. It's a. I think whenever there's that power imbalance of Mm. an older. Remember that the heartbreak kid wasn't at the that movie. I I can't remember the movie. That Um, was something similar happened. Well, it seemed to happen a lot in TV shows. Of that time, because remember it happened in Dawson's Creek as well. Oh right, I never watched that. Um, Heartbreak High. Yeah, which was based off Heartbreak Kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I watch actually in Riverdale. It happens in mm. more recent times. Archie has an affair with his. Yeah, they don't seem to go the other way, do they? 
Uh, they do. But when they do, it's pretty bad. Like, ooh, you know, hey, yeah, that's, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. Seen as a lot risque to go the other way, isn't it? Like for a female student to be. And to be honest, I've seen it happen more with male student to sorry male teacher to female student. Mm, okay, we're um, not going to mention Mr. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I, well, it was funny. Yeah, so at my school we had a teacher, but he was really not that much, technically wasn't really that much older. Like he was probably mm. 22, 23 and they were like 18. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> mm. I I was, when I was in year 12 Yeah. and this girl kept talking about her boyfriend, I can't remember what his name was, um, and then eventually another student <laughs> poked me and goes, you do realise that that was Mr. H- that she's talking about Mr. Hand, right? That's his actual name, by the way, <laughs> Mr. Hand. Yes. Uh, I was like, what? Oh, okay. What about Mr. Thrustbone? <laughs> but also, like, one of my one of the PE teachers actually ended up marrying mm. one of his stu- one of the. Well, ha- happened to my art teacher too. I found out just re- or recently-ish. Uh, had an affair with a student too, and it turned out uh, his wife was actually a former student as well. <laughs> he married, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, someone uh, posted on Facebook one of our, our school catch up things, and uh, there's a whole like investigation of all the things that he did, um, weird stuff. And uh, we're getting off topic again, aren't we? Yeah. All right, uh, yeah. let's uh, focus. No, back we're not. We're not. We're not because we oh, are. Talk- we're, we're, talking we're, about- to- we're talking about inappropriate relationships yeah. and. Um, they are quite common. Yeah, yeah, it happens so, a lot more frequently. And uh, I think with my teacher, he was like sending her audio tapes of him talking about her and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. and yeah, there's some uh, weird stuff. Um, but also the book that um, Grace uh, lends to James is about a teenager who goes to war and falls in love with an older army nurse. Mm. <laughs> what book was that? Um, a, what is it? Um. A Farewell to Arms. Okay. So, so that's a real book? Yeah. Okay. By Ernest Hemingway. Oh, all right. There you go. On your Ernest. Um, let's talk about the Sadie Hawkins dance. Do you know what? Have you ever heard of this Sadie Hawkins dance? No. What was that? Like it's where, where, the, where the boy, where the girls have to ask the boys. Uh, no. no. Yeah. So I've seen this before and I always think... Oh, that was mentioned at the start, wasn't it, with uh, that guy trying to hit on Buffy, yeah, ask her yeah. to the dance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, okay. But to me, I just feel like the whole concept of the Sadie Hawkins dance is really patronising. Well, because get the girls do the hard job or something? Or? Oh, no. Let, let's... No, not do the hard job. It's like, let's give the girls a turn. Like, because... Mm. You're also talking, Not a fan. Yeah, but you're also talking about... <laughs> Someone who was the only girl in the her year level to not do the debutante ball because I didn't want to wear a fluffy white dress. All right. <laughs> so there's also this really weird. Um, we'll talk about Giles. Yeah. In this episode, um, and he gets really stuck on the fact that it's Jenny mm. as the ghost. Yeah. Um. He's pretty. He's convinced pretty early, and there's really no sort of indication that it's her at all. And um, seems to be odd for her to be doing these things as yeah. well. Like you think she'd be, I don't know, not scaring the shit out of people and making snakes appear and stuff. And yeah, but 
He wants it to be her, obviously. He wants it to be her. I think that's yeah. that's more the issue. Um, but also him dealing with his grief. Because I think he does hear her say, I need you. Or like there's some sort of whispering that he hears. But Buffy also hears that, that whispering hmm. throughout as well. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. He's still still grieving. Yeah. And then there ends up being that really weird <laughs> scene with Giles and Willow on the staircase. Oh, her falling into the into the fall into the oh, but weird bef- hole. But before that, like Giles doesn't ask her why she's there, or like they both like why are they, they oh, why <laughs> why are they both there in the middle of the night? <laughs> right, yeah, because she didn't know he was going to be then. He, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was trying to do some sort of summering. Yeah, but they're both so involved with what they were doing, they didn't actually realize that it was odd that the other person was there. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um, and the role's been reversed with Angel and Buffy is also uh, thematically linked with the episode, having the Sadie Hawkins dance. I think that's why they oh, have yeah. the Sadie Hawkins oh, dance yeah. in there. Who's Sadie Hawkins? Uh, she's actually, it's actually from like a comic strip. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I had to look it up. Okay. Because I'm like, what's this stupid patriarchal <laughs> fucking dance? Yeah. <laughs> Is this one of those American sort of dance things? There's always a dance, isn't there? A dance. <laughs> they have take to the so dance? many. They have so many dances. Yeah, yeah. We never had any. You know, end of year dance, I guess. Or, but it wasn't really a dance. It's just they play music and everyone just stand, stare at each other <laughs> across the gym. <laughs> Who wants to play basketball? <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Let's talk about the actors who play Grayson James. Yes. So, does James look familiar at all to you? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. So, that's Christopher Gorham and he was... So, I remember him being in um, probably most recently was Covert, uh, Covert Affair. I haven't seen that. Yeah. That's with the really bad CIA agent. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. really bad. At it. She's <laughs> always discovered. She's meant to be a spy, but she's they constantly know that she's a spy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Although I did look up the girl. What was the girl's name? Uh, uh, Merit Meredith Salinger. Yeah, uh, and that's when I found that River Phoenix movie. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. What was that one? The, the An- Andy something? What was it? Uh, the Adventures of Andy or something? <laughs> oh, I can't remember it now. Uh, it looked awful though. Yeah. Um, I think you said you'd seen it. I, I said that if it's a River Phoenix movie, I've most likely seen <laughs> it because I might have had a slight obsession for River Phoenix. No, I think I got it confused with the other movie, Dogfight. Um, but, yeah, he was also in Felicity and Popular and the very short-lived Jake 2.0. Jake 2.0? the hell is that? Um, it was like this – again, he's like a CI or oh, some sort of analyst and – think he gets hit by like one of those micro bot things mm-hmm. um, and then gets superpowers pretty much. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, it didn't last very long. Um, yeah, but he's still around. He's still working. So, But yeah, this was definitely one of his earlier, probably one of his first acting roles. Mm-hmm. So did you find your Meredith Selinger movie? <laughs> well, Jared... What rabbit hole did you go down this week? I just found the movie A Night in the Life of Jimmy Re- Reardon. Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure I have seen it. Yeah. 
Uh, rabbit hole I went down. So going back to Angie again. Back to Angie. Yeah. Um, back to the punters club. <laughs> the punters club, uh, which was a famous pub. It's still there. It's not called the punters club anymore. How did and, you um, get onto punters club? Uh, I just sort of. It's just this thing where I just get sucked into uh, the Melbourne music scene in the early 90s and stuff because I wear a Melbourne act, although I think she was born somewhere else, maybe in Tassie originally. I think she might have been born in Tasmania, that is. And, um, yeah, just uh, uh, the, the Melbourne music scene, like I know uh, Frante was a bit more before my time, uh, but uh, I did see a lot of bands at the Punters Club and a lot of the clubs around Melbourne that I used to go to. Um, oh, most of them are gone. And I think they're all gone. The Tote is was still there like it it got like, closed down it got closed down then i they tried to reopen it but the problem is that no one goes to these anymore like we, we hate the idea of these these pubs closing down um we want them to stay open but we're not willing to go there um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so well, I, there, oh, there aren't too many of those small pubs where you can just go and see like the up and coming bands that you used to that used to be yeah the venues just aren't there anymore but mm. it, uh, the people aren't Going to them though, yeah. um, that's it's not that's it's also not what the, the it's not what the kids are into anymore. Yeah, it's just so sad that. But uh, I do remember seeing some really cool bands. This is one band I really liked, um, and this uh, this Melbourne band, uh, Biscuits. I love this, and uh, this is their song Six Point Nine. Do you remember these guys? I need to hear some. You need to hear some. Yeah, these guys. I know. Um, they changed the name to Another Race, and this I love this song. You remember them? No. Oh, yes, yes. Now 6.9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, these guys are good. Uh, they changed the name to another race and then everyone forgot about them. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are ripping off Biscuit. Um, they, had to change, they had to change their name because it was too similar to Limp Biscuit. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, so... Um, Oh, but there were so many acts that I remember seeing. It was uh, uh, Non-Intentional Lifeform, or NIL. Uh, they were a pretty big band around that time. Opened for Deftones. Um, and, uh, again, they sort of broke up and uh, went all the different ways. Although the singer, Declan, has gone on to do uh, – I it was, it was a writer, and he did some writing for that Iron Fist TV show, I think. Oh, yeah. That's uh, a, that was a fantastically written yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> um, originally from Ireland, he was. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Headlifter. There was a band called Headlifter I saw a few times. <laughs> uh, at the, at the, Blood uh, Duster. Blood Duster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just got sucked into the old, uh, to the Melbourne, uh, yeah, yeah, music scene from the, uh, the mid to the late 90s that I went to a lot. And uh, the Punters Club, which is gone. And uh, what's what's the... Um, uh, the St Kilda one pub, oh, it's still there. The Espy, Espy, yeah. Then that go or nearly went. They used to have the Nimrod Room. Remember that? I don't yeah. know if that's still there. Saw a few bands there, and the the Corner Hotel when it was a real dingy hotel. It's quite nice there now, actually. Yeah. I uh, saw Caius there recently, oh, or the guy from Caius. Can't remember his name. <laughs> um. Yeah, none of the well, up there, what I call, used to call the the smelly beer carpet pubs. But yeah. Yeah. They've they've all had to. Change. Yeah, they're uh, all trendy now. They're all. They all have had to mm. be done up and. Mm. And uh, there was another one on Victoria Street in near Victoria Market. There was a pub there. I saw it. Stork. 
<laughs> stork, was it? No, no, no. I don't know. Is it right across the road from the Victoria Market? Uh, uh, the Art House. The Art House, yeah. yeah I, I mean, think, is it still? The, I think, no, it's, it's long <laughs> it's all gone. gone. They're all gone, long Eddie. Long gone. The Art House is uh, long just depressing. Gone. Uh, yeah. So now the Malbec music scene was pretty pretty big back then, but well, now every music scene is completely dead in general. So, um, yeah, just took me back a bit of nostalgia there. Thank you. Thanks, Angie. <laughs> Yeah, I almost needed my own little rabbit, what, rabbit hole in town this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, do we want to do questions? Yeah, let's time? just uh, roll into it. Yeah. Answer the question. Okay, Jared. Yes. Which character was your favorite? favorite? Um, Spike, maybe. Yeah, I had a really hard time <laughs> trying to, because there were no new, there weren't really any great new characters introduced. Yeah. Um, and our core four were all kind of equally good. Mm. Um, and yeah, I I had Spike. He went Spike. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just I and I don't really know why because he doesn't really do much. No. It's, well, the scenes he in, he's you know, I I just when they were like. Cut to the bad guys. It just seems to be a lot more interesting, a lot more going on, and yeah. they're having fun. <laughs> I keep mentioning that they're right. all having all the fun, and you know, and uh, eating, chewing the scenery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially Angelus too. He's just <laughs> chomping it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Which character do you love to hate? I was going to say the couple, the the ghost oh, couple. I'm going James. James. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look. Yeah, it's a fact. But he's a victim too. Uh, yes, he is a victim, but he goes in with a gun. Like, yeah. He has a gun. Like, um, mm. and he also doesn't take like there's taking a breakup badly. Hmm. Um. But that like there's no excuse for not blaming someone. her, but you know. She was actually trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Oh, the right thing would have been not to sleep with him, but yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she didn't deserve what happened to her at all, but um, but she, you know. but they, she, you know, she's claiming she did fall in love with him, mm, even though it yeah, was incredibly yeah. inappropriate. Um, and yeah, and when she tries to break it off and do the right thing, yeah, he threatens to yeah. shoot her and kill how himself. Is, how yeah. is that right? No, no, it's like not. yeah. So the no. whole situation's pretty bad. Yeah. Um. So it was possibly a very toxic. Correct. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely a very toxic situation. And, but, you know, not being able to leave a relationship without the threat of death. Yeah. Yeah. But see, someone like him is just too young and too immature to comprehend it, you know. So. Yeah, but isn't it the whole, if if I can't have you, no one can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's the immaturity. When it should be, if you love them, set them free. (laughs) Yes. and if they truly love you, they will come back. Hmm. <laughs> In a few years' time, maybe. Maybe. When he, grad- when he graduates. <laughs> yep. Um, what was the most memorable fight scene? Uh, you know, there's this, the scene with the teacher and the cleaner. <laughs> yes. And she does like the backflip over the rails. Uh-huh. I kind of kind of had to laugh at that. <laughs> like, she, I know she's meant to fall over, but... It, there was just something comedic about how she did that. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of chuckled a little bit at that. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. 
There wasn't really any fighting though in this episode. Well, there was that that argument was pretty much a fight. Yeah, and, and but and it happens three times. You see, it happened three yeah. times. Yeah, the same. Yeah. yeah. With so the other, other couple as well, yeah. On oh, there weren't a couple. I think they just saw each other or something. They weren't even a couple. Sorry, there was one who were actually a couple. Um, mm-hmm. And then the next was the teacher and the teacher and the janitor. Yeah. Who were not a couple. They barely knew each other. Mm. And then Angel and Buffy. Um, yeah, so my probably my favourite fight scene was that. Yeah, it was probably um, Buffy and Angel. Yeah. Doing that reenactment, uh, LOL moment. Uh, I think when Xander was grabbed by the Loch Ness monster, <laughs> that sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah, just a hand comes out and starts choking him. Yeah, <laughs> closes it like oh, okay, that was that was a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, mine was probably um, Angel scrubbing himself in the in the fountain, um, and then saying, "I need a really vile kill." He'd been violated by love. Um, and Drusilla goes, Let's go find you a nice toddler. <laughs> yeah. Um, next question Who gets the wooden spoon? Uh, I picked Principal Schneider. Okay. Yep. I thought, you know, blaming Buffy for that incident. And oh, yeah. She had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And the snakes. No, no, no. What do you blame her for? The, um, the first. The first fight. Yeah, the first fight because yeah. she breaks it up. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to find a way to find a way to blame yeah, it, it seemed, on Yeah, it seemed unnecessary. Blame it on you. Yeah. <laughs> and then nothing. Oh, in that he's like, oh, <laughs> there's a, a vegan that he mm. has to go deal with. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I'd probably go Giles because mm. he's not listening to yeah. anyone else's. Thoughts, <laughs> um, and doing the, I am clearly, you know, I am clearly right, and you are all clearly wrong. Mm. Um, favorite scene, uh, the the cafeteria scene with the snakes just sort of come out, yeah, and uh, start attacking one. That sort of again out of nowhere, um, never explained. Um, Why snakes? Yeah, funnily enough, that's my least favorite scene. <laughs> <laughs> snakes, <laughs> cobras. Um, yeah, my my favorite scene again is probably Buffy and Angel reenacting the the fights, the fight, and you have Buffy going, "Don't you walk away from me, bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, sorry, I forgot to mention uh, the guy playing the janitor mm. uh, was in um, from Dust Till Dawn. Ah, uh, yeah, he was the store clerk. Uh, you know, we the the opening scene where um, they have a shootout with the the clerk, and he. He uh, thinks yeah, he said, yeah, yeah. I said, help us. It's a really cool scene where he, he uh, a cop walks in and they have a conversation, like it's a normal conversation. The cop's like, I'm going to use the toilet. And then he goes to the toilet. Then you see uh, George Clooney and Quinta Tarantino come out and saying, hey, man, you're giving the cop signals. And, and he's like, no, man, I, I didn't give I didn't know anything. And it was kind of a really good, ju- good acting because the guy was like really nervous and stuff. But then when he saw the cop, he was like completely calm. Mm. Like he was doing a really good job. And then... Quinta Tarantino goes up and shoots a cop saying, he said, help us, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that actor. That's a good oh, scene. Okay. Yeah. What was your least favourite scene? It's going to be Buffy Angel. Yeah, it was. Oh, you can see the, the, the drool trails when they're kissing, by the way. <laughs> you can see it. When, even when they're talking. It's Bloody like, HD. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can see it like drool, the drool coming off when they kiss. It. <laughs> it's a... Um, 
And when she starts talking, it's there flapping away. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, like, when they're shooting these scenes, they're probably doing a lot of kissing. Yeah. (laughs) Because they don't just do one kiss. They got to, like, do it a few times. I remember that was, like, you know, the tenth take or something and just a (laughs) stream comes out. Uh, Yeah, gross. Uh, Yeah, mine was the snake. Don't call anybody. Yeah, mine was the snake. Um... Favorite quote? Please don't have mine. Uh, when that boy was uh fight uh, when uh, Buffy jumped that boy and he's like, "Oh, what happened?" Buffy's like, "What happened? You just went OJ on your girlfriend." <laughs> <laughs> As an OJ yeah. Simpson. <laughs> yes, yes, we all know who OJ Simpson is. Yeah. Um, mine was something weird is going on. Isn't that our school motto? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, best Cordelia freakout moment. Oh, the snake biting her. <laughs> she has a few freakouts. She out. has a few. Fre- that's probably where she freaks out the most. That the snake just bites her in the face. She's also got the identify much <laughs> to Buffy. <laughs> um, and when her face all of a sudden in the mirror starts mm. going all burn victim. Yeah. Yeah, she copped it pretty bad in this episode, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. Um, who's the MVP of this episode? Uh, it's funny. I struggled to find someone who was most valuable player. Um, I actually went Giles in the end. Uh, I'm not, not that no, convinced on that. No, no, um, I'm not. Oh, I, I actually, could've... I actually have to say, here's my theory. What's that? James is because he was. So he was though he was an angry spirit. Yeah, he was, and he was self-aware enough to know that what was going on, and he was hurting more people. Yeah, but he was lashing out, but he managed to put the pieces in place so that he could get out of his purgatory because he was just going to go round and round in circles. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and But he found a way to get out of that and get the forgiveness that he needed. But I think he actually, actually orchestrated it because of the, like how, like he managed to send that message to Drusilla. Yeah, yeah. Um, tri- tri- well, Somehow managing to get Angel there. Mm. Yeah, he set up all the manipulated everyone in their positions and yeah. got the ghost gun out yeah. with the ghost bullets. <laughs> um, and had definitely been contacting Buffy. Like um, he'd been showing Buffy those visions. Mm. Um, Pushing books around. Yeah. And the snakes. <laughs> Why snakes? <laughs> I just think it's one of those angry – he was just an angry spirit, but he – had some clarity in there. Yeah. <laughs> so I will give it to him for Yeah. For that. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um what do you rate the episode out of ten? I give it two Loch Ness monsters. <laughs> and I'm angry as hell and yeah. And I'm not gonna take it anymore. <laughs> um I'm probably gonna go seven out of ten disappearing guns. Yeah. Ghost bullets. Yeah. Ghost bullets can kill. <laughs> yeah. So what happened to all the snakes when they picked them up? Did they just disappear as well? No, I don't know. They didn't really say. There's just going to be an abundance of snakes around. Ghost snakes. Mm. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add, Eddie? Hi. No. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm pretty tired too. Actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I think we can, uh, wrap this up now, Eddie. So I hope you guys have enjoyed us. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. And I'm Edwina. And you can find us 
on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There is a Facebook group and you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. And always be sure to like, share, subscribe and do all the other little thingies that people do. What do they do? Send Stop. us money. <laughs> Send us lots of money. Take care. <laughs> See ya. Grr, arg. <laughs>